Salutations, peace and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and I am here, present, with a special episode this evening regarding the most recent uproar at Capitol Hill, of which we've seen white protestants, white intruders, storm Capitol Hill with the intent to cause harm, to do damage to the building, to send a message about how President Donald Trump was treated during the election. Now, this, of course, probably goes a little further back than that. It probably has more to do with the way that today's economy is structured, how people are marginalized based off of income and reputation. But with all that being said, about what has happened as of recent. The truth of the matter is, this was an act of domestic terrorism. For those that don't know what domestic terrorism is, you saw it on January 6th, right there in Washington, D.C., amongst hundreds of people that were not there to peacefully protest against the acts of President Donald Trump, but to demand justice be done for this man because of what happened during the elections. And interesting enough, the man that they were protesting for is probably the man that invoked the protesting. It probably invoked what happened in Capitol Hill. To allow those people to go inside that building and to vandalize and terrorize the people that were inside that building. The the place itself torn apart. People's offices trashed, broken, destroyed due to these people that felt as though it was right for them and justified to go in there and fight for what they considered justice. The difference between the justice that we're talking about today involves civil rights and the rights of the people that have been in place for hundreds of years. And the fact that we can disregard and condone those actions that were done to those innocent black men and women over the last several months and to think and to believe that their acts were justified in the rights of the eyes of the government to say that what they did with these people was purposely done to send a message as to how to construct order amongst the people. However, the people did nothing wrong. The people did not go to D.C. and stand on those steps and decide to storm the building with the intent to harm and perhaps kill those that stood in their way. The fact that they can mistreat the policemen inside that building and just do what they felt was necessary. I've heard several times that this was an act of insurrection. I've heard a number of times the fact that this was not an act of protesting. 
but an act of anarchy. The difference between what we've seen during the spring of 2020 to where we are now in 2021 has more to do for justice for those that deserve it. Those that do not cause harm, those that do not cause any level of insurrection to the degree where now we don't know what to do with the hundreds of people that took it upon themselves to react in the way they did in the fight for President Donald Trump and for the actions that he stood for while he was in office. And the fact that he cannot admit to the fact that he needed to step down shows more by the day that this man did not deserve to be president in the United States. This man was not fit to be the leader of the of the free world. He was not fit to show what actions he could in managing a country of this magnitude. There are just some things that people cannot do. And for what President Trump cannot do is lead the country to a better society, to a better economy. He was and still is the joke of politics. He is the joke of what we see in business. And we allow this man to do whatever he wanted to do freely. It didn't take much to allow these people to storm Capitol Hill. People feel as though he orchestrated the rally that started this. However, we don't see black people doing such things. We don't see black people doing anything that would invoke violence. It's the fact that we are here for a different purpose. We're here for another purpose other than to start any type of violent protest. Because we understand what the consequences are. We understand how far we can go with something like this, which is the reason why the white protesters were able to do what they did and for the most part get away with there were hundreds of people that were there to my understanding roughly 50 or 60 people were arrested it's not enough the way i see it anybody that supported that protest should be arrested the the policemen that opened up the gate to allow those people inside of capitol hill need to be arrested anybody that was in hands with donald trump and what he did during the time that this all started to the point where everybody was removed from that building should have been arrested. I don't care if it's 200 people. Nothing justifies the act of violence and anarchy in a Capitol building, in a government building. And for what? That is the question that sits on my mind tonight for what was this for what purpose was this for just him his selfishness his own narcissistic ways because this man is out of office in a few weeks so what exactly was his purpose and i gotta believe in 2021 it's probably no different from what it was 60 years ago to where we are right now it's to instill fear in the people to 
make them believe that the only way that they can survive in this country is to control. With money and with power comes control. And it's what they're losing right now that disturbs them the most. They're losing control of this country, at least in their mind, they think that they're losing control over the people that they've been controlling for hundreds of years. Doing this, saying that, belittling those, insulting those, besmirching those, demeaning those, to believe that they cannot exist in a country like this, to sit there and think that blacks will always be inferior to the whites, that women will always be inferior to whites, that Latin people would always be inferior to whites, Asian, Indian people would be inferior to whites. Native Americans would be inferior to whites. It's the constant struggle amongst these people to make them believe that it's all about what they do now to maintain order over this country. It's the constant fear that puts them in this position because they feel as though if they lose control of this, if they lose out on this opportunity, that all is lost. They don't want to see a democratic party. It's not to their advantage. They want a Republican party that invokes this level of disregard for human life. And whether we come close to that or not, it's still the fact that in in today's society, in 2021, there's those that still feel as though we can do this and get away with it. People are up in arms over the things that we've seen over the course of time that we know that they have been able to get away with. White Americans have their own privileges set so that when things like this happen, they don't have to fear the consequences because they know they won't have to suffer. It's about control. It's about what I have that you don't. It's about what I can get away with that you can't. If there were black protestants, if there were black intruders there at Capitol Hill, This would be a different story altogether. There'd be more bloodshed on those steps because they would have thought in their minds, the best way to control this is to kill them on sight, to make sure that you stop this from the door because that is what they want. They want order. They want order over Americans and order over African-Americans that won't fall in line. And for some crazy reason, they feel as though we are more resistant than to those that we saw right there in Capitol Hill. The problem that I have is clear. The anger that comes from my voice is evident. And as much as I try to sit here and put this to words, the truth of the matter is it is all wrong. And that's probably the broadest cliche answer I can come up with is that it's all wrong because it does not better anybody. Nobody benefits from this. Do you think that the country is now going to change because some white people decided to storm Capitol Hill and trash it like some type of frat party? 
do you feel as though things will now change because President Trump is no longer in office within the next few weeks? Outside of what they're trying to do to make sure that he's no longer in the White House, it's too late. The time to do all of that was somewhere between 2016 and 2020. And it's the same people that have enabled this man to stay in office that long that are now trying to find a way to get him out of there. It's too late. The reason why there is a need for change is because we have too many of those people that sit in office and just turn a blind eye to this. Whether they're just gullible, naive, foolish, stupid, there is no justification behind how and why you allow this man that much time with that kind of position in one of the highest seats within the free world. Everybody has a right to be upset. Everybody has a right to feel troubled. There are some people that feel scared. And I'll be the first one to tell you, the the commission will be the first one to tell you that being scared is not something you need to be right now. Because scared puts you in an isolated spot, an isolated feeling where you feel as though you can't do anything for yourself to make a change in life. Don't be scared. Be furious. Be so upset that you're ready to turn the tables upside down because something in your body has to say, this is not right. I've lived for so long, maybe not as long as other people, but I've lived long enough to know that for what I saw yesterday, for what I saw there in DC was wrong in spite of what they thought was for the right reasons. We do a lot for our country, for our people, for what's supposed to be the right reasons. However, the outcome shows different. The outcome tells a different story. Four people died in what was supposed to be a protest. For what was supposed to be free will. What was supposed to be for freedom. What was supposed to be for President Donald Trump. Four people had to die for something as heinous as showing the world that we could take over these buildings. It doesn't make a difference who's in front of us. It doesn't make a difference that the police are in front of us. We can go past the police without being shot because we know we can. We can storm this building anytime we want because we know we can. We can cause harm to the people that work in this building because we know we can. It's the privilege that's been there for hundreds of years that will not change. And why won't it change? For the same reason why they brutalize African-American black men and women. It's the reason why we put ourselves in the position where we don't know what to do next in in large part because of what Congress and the government and the police and the people that sit in, in, in city hall, the mayors alike, decide to do absolutely nothing about. This continues on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Outside of what we just saw, Jacob Blake does not have a fighting chance against the policeman that shot him seven times in the back. 
Now, of course, I am up in arms about that alone because it still sends the message that for what we're fighting for, it really doesn't make a difference because they refuse to act on what matters to them. They refuse to act on what happens with the African-American men and women that exist in this country. They refuse. It doesn't involve their kind. It doesn't involve their families. So what does it matter to them? To see another black man shot dead in the middle of the street, oh well, he must have done something wrong. It's the fact that we can be suspicious without being suspicious. It's the fact that we can look like we've done something wrong without doing anything wrong. And it's the same message that exists today to why we're constantly the pariahs of this country. Because for what we see, and for what we've seen over the last hundreds of years, we know they've done something. They've had to have done something. And even if they haven't, they're going to do something. And there lies the fear. What are they going to do? You want to talk about history and how things were in the 20s or in the 30s when black people had the ability to be able to own their own businesses just to have it burned down by the same people we see today storming Capitol Hill. It won't change because there's nothing in place to invoke change. My feelings and my reactions to racial injustice will always be of bias when it reflects around the unjustified actions of evil, bigoted people with a specific agenda to create chaos harm to the innocence of people be it African Americans, Latin Americans Asian and Indian Americans, Native Americans for no reason or purpose other than the color of their skin this is where prejudice derives from and why the country is continuously at unrest looking at what we see in the NBA and the NFL, that platform becomes our moment to acknowledge and exonerate the many number of young African-Americans that have been harmed and killed due to the hatred and ignorance of life. I've done this podcast for the last five months and the purpose is twofold. In large part, I like to entertain, but I try my best to educate the many that may want to see a lighter but yet firmer side or look on society, the community, and social issues that exist. I'm not oblivious to what's going on in this world. Yes, life is precious and the value of life is important, paramount. Whether it pertains to COVID, whether it pertains to the coronavirus, or racial injustice, the truth of the matter is this, we have to do better and need to do more to increase our chances at neutralizing fear, ignorance, and racism from the progressions of change and evolution. Insurrections are not the answer to peace. Violence, murder, 
hatred, ignorance is not the answer to peace. Something as simple as acknowledging the fact that we are different people and that we can survive and coexist together is a start at what could become peaceful. But we have to accept the fact that first we need to we need to own up, we need to confess to ourselves that we've done wrong, that we are wrong. We start doing that, we see a different side to everybody. Something goes wrong, we don't want to accept blame, we want to push it on someone else, in large part because we don't see what's happening here. We don't see the wrong in it. Talking about the white protesters. Those people on January 6th didn't see anything wrong with storming through that building. They didn't see anything wrong with setting that place upside down, tearing up the place, tearing up people's offices, taking down the flag, destroying windows, bullet holes coming from people that shot through those glasses. They had no intent of doing anything peaceful. And sadly enough, they still don't have any intentions of doing anything peaceful. This really comes down to two people. It comes down to what the white people can do for white people and what the government can do for all people. The government is in full control of what happens in this country for white America and for black America. And dare I say for Latin America, Asian America, Indian America, and all those that exist in this country. For those that have been through the tyrannies of mistreatment and oppression and depression. People that have seen their loved ones persecuted, brutalized, murdered at the hands of people that are supposed to be serving this country to protect and serve. We don't see it. We don't understand it, and we can't understand why nothing has been done about it. Even now, with President Trump being in office still, and nothing falling down on his shoulders for what he's done to prevent this or to somehow stop this, is truly a disgrace to him, his family, and what he's doing and what he's been trying to do for this country. So says the commission. This is a very bothersome time where we understand what's at stake. We understand that we have family. We have sons and daughters that have to live through this, that have to try to understand why this is happening. And we can't find the answers in most cases to explain why this is happening. We have to try to be as simplistic as we can for a very complex problem. All I can tell you is that I sit behind this mic with a different agenda. Outside of what we see out there in America today, there's a different agenda going on here with the help of sports, with the help of the NFL, with the help of the NBA, the WNBA, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League for those that stood up for 
black lives and the movement there is, there's another agenda that's available here for us to be able to reflect on and to do the best that we can to completely resurrect, bring up, construct this movement in such a way where it makes and it sends more the message of what we saw the other day in Capitol Hill. This is what we need to do. This is the only solution that we have is allowing ourselves to admit the wrongdoing so that others can follow suit. Whether you want to or not, we know the right people from the wrong people. We know the good from the evil. It's not hard to tell. But do what's right for the fellow man and fellow women that exist in this country and for your neighbors. Your neighbors have to understand that you stand for something more than just a job and the nice car you have parked in the parking lot. Your life has meaning. Everyone's life has meaning. Everyone's lives matter. But let's also concentrate on the fact that for what we saw on January 6th, the reason why black lives matter are for the reasons that we saw where black lives would not have mattered if they were there in Washington, D.C. So says the commission. I hope and pray that the words that I just spoke had some meaning to you. I hope and pray that what we see on TV can be changed in such a way where we can actually see the good that comes from it. I have to believe that the day will come. The problems that it may be beyond my lifetime to see it happen. But for the time being, and for where I am right now, for what I love to do, I look at my own family. I look at my own daughters to let them know, listen, life is not as hard as we may see it on TV. There is some good that comes with life. There is fun that comes with life. There are moments where you can smile and laugh with life. And you can love the people around you. You can love the people that have supported you all this time. And you can love the people that love you back. Because that's the only way we can get past this. It's what I say at the end of my show. Peace and love. It has reason. It has a purpose. It's not just for show. The Kneel Down podcast is not just for show. It has a purpose. Outside of what I want to talk about in sports, I also want to talk about freely amongst the people that listen to me on a continual basis. I do appreciate from the bottom of my heart the time that you allow me to be able to speak my mind, speak freely, For those that may not have an opportunity to do so, I'll talk more within the days ahead regarding the playoffs in the NFL. And of course, I'll talk more about the NBA. But for where I stand right now and for what I've seen over the last 48 hours or so, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed and ashamed that fellow Americans can't take the time out to find the good in their lives and in this country because it does exist with that being said peace and love again i want to see peace and love amongst all those out there this is the commission 
This has been the Kneel Down Podcast, and I'm out.